Oh yeah. We back, gang. All right. Check this out. We got new mic. Look at this thing. Professional grade mic status right now. And uh, we got some upgrades for the guest mics as well and for the guest booms and things are things are looking up here at High Drop Studios, so we appreciate just shout out everyone that's been supporting the podcast because uh, you know, without the love, support, and even funding from some of you guys that there wouldn't be you know, we wouldn't I don't know if we could do these upgrades. So I appreciate everyone that's been in, been taking part and uh, today's episode we got Ben Reddington from Leeds. Um, it was really fun, wild conversation, a lot of uh, fun stuff in this one. So let's let uh, St. John break it down for us one more time. That's that too lit last night, or what is it? Lit last night. Was, I've been super stoked on St. John. He's my favorite R&B or hip hop like right now. Um, so yeah, Ben Reddington on this one. We had a really like philosophical discussion. We talked about psychedelics and our use and and his exploration with some of those, and that led us down some like philosophical discussions and talks about the future. And so it, this one's a little bit. Um, and of course, we, I don't know, we, we, we gloss over some parkour stuff, I'm sure. But this one's kind of a uh, meta conversation. There's definitely like a lot of abstract thinking in this one. So I hope you guys are into that. Um, I didn't know where it was going to go, but that's how we do it on High Drop. We keep it just raw. And uh, I didn't have any plan as usual going into this. And so that's just where the conversation led us. I uh, appreciate Ben um, wanting to come on and share some of his insights and stuff that he's done and what he's about, what he's doing and where he's going. So, uh, I'll let him just go from here. And we also had a Casey and Satchel as uh, other guests. And we had some like other guys from the try hard collective just joining us in studio here today. So really good vibes, good fun. I hope you guys dig this one. Um, Real quick, before we get into the episode, I just want to shout out uh, Parkour EDU, son, which is sponsoring this episode. And if you guys have anyone that needs to learn parkour and they're not in a facility, or if they're, you know, we talk about how there's not as many facilities out in the UK, for example. There's, this is an online training program that, you know, I've helped to curate and collect or create, excuse me, alongside Amos Rendow and, and Ryan Ford. And these guys are the founders, co-founders of Parkour EDU. Um, alongside myself and you know we're really I couldn't I don't like to to jerk myself off too much on this podcast but um, I think that like you know it's been really great to be involved in this project and uh, it is without a doubt as far as I can tell the best parkour training program you can get access to online you know I mean always there's going to be probably more to be gained if you can train in person but not everyone can do that and this is a super affordable way to to get like access to the curriculum that has worked for, you know, over well not worked, but been generated over the last like 12 years in Colorado. And, um, it still gets continually updated. It's really good stuff. Um, they just launched two new courses. So there's the parkour one one course that lays out like all the fundamentals of parkour. And then there's, uh, a climb ups course and a falling like Ukemi or, um, learning how to fall course that was recently put out. And I don't know if the, um, 
the pre-sale on that is closed yet, but there is a few potential spots only left in the falling course. And right now the, cli- the climb ups course I think is, is still closed, but they're going to be reopening the roster registration on that soon. But uh, just follow the link in our description. If you want to get uh, 10% off, you'll use, you'll use that young code. We're going to give you a promo code. What did I say? 10%? You're getting 15% off. You're getting that 15% off with height drop in the checkout. So you'll get any digital product. So any of the courses, any like you can buy single tutorials if you just want to learn about one thing. Um, they're super fun in depth. So that's my plug on that. And we thank Parkway to you for helping to uh, sponsor the this episode of the podcast. So without further ado, gang, it's Ben Reddington. It's a couple of the Try Hard Collective guys. Satchel, Casey, thank you guys all for joining me. I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. It was a really fun one. I love thinking about these big ideas, these big abstract thoughts, and um, it's some of the just most interesting thing that's happening in our time today. And that's not to say that we've necessarily crest a new ground, you know, in this conversation. I mean, obviously, you know, we aren't necessarily the most foremost thinkers on these things, but I think it's fascinating that young people like Ben and and in the Gremlins and or excuse me, like case the Tri Collective guys, they're they're stoked about having these conversations too. And I think the the fact that these conversations are happening at earlier ages, and we're all kind of like becoming more conscious and aware. And this is kind of a theme for us. Uh, we're getting hippy dippy on this episode. I hope you like that hippy dippy shit. I'm gonna grow some dreadlocks for this episode. You know what I mean? Uh, but not really. But uh, but maybe you know, maybe I'll just grow one fat one, just one single unkempt dread um (laughs) but this this stuff is is permeating like through our our younger generations i don't know if it's like some resurgence from the 60s getting into like psychedelics and and i don't know if it's a rebound if it goes back and forth or if there's significant like forward progress that we're making with these new ideas you know that's kind of the fun of it is we don't necessarily know yet how things are going to look um but it's exciting to to just be a part of all this. So I hope you guys are a part of it too. If you're not, if you're like the kind of person that, you know, shies away from these things, obviously, um, you know, you got to do you. But I think uh, there's maybe some insightful, just, I don't know, maybe, maybe something in this podcast will help you be a little more open to those things or maybe, maybe a little more closed, who knows. But uh, much love to you guys for listening and enjoy this episode. <laughs> Yeah, we're moving up in the world, baby. Yeah, yeah last time you were here, it was it was literally that mic. That was the only one. And then, was the, oh, but you had your own. I had my own, so I was like holding it. Now I don't even have to hold my mic. I, I've had to hold my mic. This is the first episode where I don't have to hold my own goddamn microphone in front of my face. Oh. And oh, the bread. first episode where we have three uh three mics. Three mics once. like actually set up properly. Yeah. So you guys are getting the the, the luxury yeah. treatment, dude. You're getting like <laughs> VIP. This is the best high drop studios has ever looked, and you guys are in the mix right now. I'm it's stoked. High, high start, high bar to meet. Yeah, it's high. I'm giving you guys uh, the the luxury experience. Good, good. As far as as far as you know, but uh, have you ever done a podcast before? Never. Fucking. <laughs> Honestly, the last time it was so fucking Popping funny because like you had the one mic that was actually on you, and everybody else was so quiet, so you were like the booming voice of God, and we were all like, <laughs> "Oh, in like, the mix, I'm yeah, getting better. Mix. I'm getting yeah. better at production." But yeah, dude, that's no, gonna no, happen I mean, again. That was in the mix. That was because we were all like huddled one around one microphone. But even still, yeah, well, can, dude, like the way it works is like that mic has to be super sensitive because it has to pick up everyone in the room like in this wide radius, and then. See, this is where the future is. 
Now I'm kind of a dick because I took the best mic, basically. <laughs> I took the, the new mic, but this one's like super directional, so it points at me. And then it doesn't pick up as much of what you guys are doing. And then once everyone's, these are kind of expensive, but hey, thanks to our supporters out there, we can afford some things rarely. And uh, we got one. We got one upgrade in the mic. Once we get all these, this mic, and I'll sell those other ones to hopefully help pay for that, then we're big chilling, dude. Then we're going to, this is like the shit that Joe Rogan uses. Boom, son. I mean, I don't know. I think so. Probably. I mean, it looks, it looks the same. It looks like it they got same. better. They got a better stand. Like it, like completely masks the wires and stuff. But that's how you know you're getting into it when you're yeah. like scrutinizing Joe Rogan's audio setup. <laughs> dude, I'm ready for. I'm ready for the next level. Always, dude. I'm taking my parkour and I'm training. I'm doing it at the podcast now. Just pushing it, baby steps, just like training. I mean, yeah. everything's the same. <laughs> you got the massive investment. Three mics. Three mics, dude. Rolling deep. All I got is three mics. You guys see that Neil Brennan three mic special? Anyone? Anyone like Santa? Anyways, all right. Uh, welcome Ben Reddington to the podcast. I'm it. You're big. Ch- you're. Uh, where are you from exactly? We actually don't. You know, uh, this is basically. This is. I'm from the north of England, so Leeds. Oh yeah. Uh, it's about four hours away from London. When I tell people I'm from Leeds, they're like they don't know where it is, especially in America. I definitely so, uh, don't. If I just say, you know where Manchester is. Most, a lot of people know Manchester from yeah. football. I just say I'm like an hour away from Manchester. It's north, forever yeah. up north, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's not as far up as uh, is Liverpool above you. Liverpool's like to the, I think the west. The west. Yeah, the, Liverpool's oh, so the west. Like Manchester's coast. below Liverpool. Liverpool's the west of Leeds. And Leeds, but is Leeds more is more landlocked. It's yeah, like slightly up. Yeah. yeah okay. East. You guys got some big spots there, as far as I can tell. Though I mean, I see a lot of videos come out of there. I know, like. Yeah, what's his name? David Nelms is like pretty big out of that area. Do you train with? He's your friend, yeah. yours and stuff. I'm assuming. Yeah, mainly but- we try. There's like it used to be a really big community because there's like uh, like 40 minutes from Leeds. There's a place called Huddersfield, and they had a big community as well. So there was like 20, 30 people at a time training, but now it's a lot less. It goes through like why, stages. Why do you think it's, that is? I th- I just think training goes through stages. It's yeah. like one minute there's tons of people training. Then the next thing you know, a year or two down the line, there's two or three people. Yeah, it's Just crazy strange. how that shit happens. I mean, well, we even experienced it. Like, yeah, and Satchel obviously is back on the podcast. Thanks for coming back on, boys. Thank you both for being here. But like, we got bumped to Louisville, the gym, and like, there's still like a a, a very big community out here. Yeah. But the the particularly the Boulder community did 100 percent get split. No. Yeah. And like, did get like poof, just. I mean, for it the just diehards—that's not going to stop anybody. It doesn't. Like, yeah, it didn't stop like the core base, like from from being like, those, those what open it is. Gyms but were like forty people deep. Like it was insane. <clears throat> really? And it's rebuilding, yeah, yeah. and there's a new community developing there now, yeah. which is really cool. You know, with new new people and people that we've never seen before that are you know really talented and all this. And but there's two things like like either you get pushed out because you get screwed over, like in terms of finding a space for your gym. Yeah. But then sometimes it just fluctuates in plot popularity. Yeah. Which like what, was it that for you or? No, well, it, it's not even that. I think it's just a case of, I don't even know what it was. It's just less people started coming out. Like, I think yeah. it just, it was like a domino effect. Like the fewer people that came out, the fewer people that wanted to come out. So as soon as numbers started to drop, everyone's uh, like, oh, well, yeah, because there's, there's not as many of my friends doing it anymore. I'm going to drop, I'm going to stop. And it's all just spiraled from there. Is it like but an age thing? We, we have a gym in Leeds now, okay. but we, that's only in the last two years, I think it's called Level Up Academy. Oh, okay. It's pretty yeah. pretty good, yeah. but I think there's a total of like maybe four gyms in England. Yeah, that's one of the things that's like the Americas have had always like a just a head start on. It seems like is the facilities. 
Yeah, definitely. You know? I feel like it's creating sort of, well, especially when I'm visiting America, it's a bit of like a, a gym culture sometimes. Like yeah, sometimes I meet communities. Cons, right? yeah. I meet communities are just sort of training the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, that's not obviously what we tend to gravitate towards. Like, yeah. and you know, I that's don't necessarily what, frown upon it. Like, no, no. Ultimately, I think if you gotta, if you want it to grow, you're gonna have people that are more casual about it, and that's yeah. fine with me. But like you said, like it creates a more stable community, but it can like hinder some people's progress if they get just coddled in the gym and then they don't wanna, yeah. or they can't figure out a way out of it. I think partly we have so many gyms because there's space out here. Oh, yeah. There's like man space. Like in the UK, like... Yeah, everything's so condensed. <laughs> right. We're next to each other. Yeah, it's right. ridiculous. How bad it's not... Boulder. Like, try, start trying to make a gym in London. Fuck. Oh, no. I can't imagine. Oh, so yeah. expensive. I, it blows my mind that that's where the chain store is. Like, that's what, probably yeah. the oldest one, right? I've never even been to that the chain store. Oh, really? is, that, is that right near the center? Yeah, I've been well. to the chain store twice, man. I know. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah. I barely actually took the trip up to London. I just... Uh, down to London, even. I just... For four hours, for someone that lives in England, it feels like a lifetime. I'd, I say that, but I come to America. It's like Fifteen hours to get here, in America. Though, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from I, mean, I, I drove from Missoula as well, which is like 12, oh, 13 shit. hours. But I won't drive to London. I think uh, part of it is as well. Like I tell the guys from London as well, Leeds has like Yorkshire is a spot because Leeds is a part of Yorkshire, and Yorkshire as a whole has so many spots. Oh, yeah. and I feel like a lot of a lot of places in England are missing out on some of the places in, from Yorkshire. Yeah. Because all the Shame. all the like South England places are so close together, yeah. like they like tend to stick around. Yeah, the, but it's the, same, you, it's the same. for the Sorry, I don't sorry. Yeah, can yeah. you put that just like in more in your face if you have to? I'm sorry, guys. It was good when I wasn't facing you, but now that I'm trying to. Like, yeah, just yeah, just yeah, lean. There you go. There, you go. there you go. Yeah, that's better. Safe. That way, if you have to like turn your head, you turn it towards the mic. <laughs> I'm real conscious of the listening experience, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's tight, dude. Uh, so, how long have you been training from Leeds then? they're out of leads roughly about 10 years now i think maybe a bit longer i can't lose track i think <laughs> i think it's about 10 years but i think i feel like I go for, again i go through stages where sometimes i just drop off well especially when i was like 18 19 and like really started getting into going out drinking and stuff like that that'll get you just dropped off but that's like exactly what happened with a lot of the people from huddersfield that used to train with us yeah because they were still at a young age when they discovered drinking going out so I just dropped off and it's yeah. harder to get when you sort of create like a social life outside of parkour. Like, a, a, like if, if you're used to going out every weekend with these people, mm -hmm. then it sort of takes a back seat. That's what yeah. I found happened quite a lot with the younger people. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Right. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of what like dipped me out of uh, when I used to skateboard when I was like a much younger, I was like around probably around the time you started parkour is when I was like 13 or 12. Yeah. When I was doing a lot of skating and then I remember my friend broke his wrist like the summer we were we were like all right we're going to fucking just skateboard all summer. Like it was literally the last day of school and he broke his wrist trying a front handspring of all things. Like and uh so then my best skating buddy couldn't skate and then like I was like oh I guess uh it's weird like it, how that like that tiny little thing like I love skateboarding but just having no one to go with all of a sudden I started getting interested in girls and Makes a big difference. Drinking and going out and uh, can't say it was Spirals, like. Spirals, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you you are who your friends are in some ways, right? So I started hanging out with people that are just going out and drinking more and. Just get sucked into the culture. At 13, especially, or 14, like I felt like that was really fun. I just, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But. Uh, same should happen to the Grimms. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to everybody. I mean, it's some, we, well, and 
don't know what your experience is. Like you got, obviously you came back into to training. Yeah. Well, I, I, I felt like I didn't take that much of a time out of it. Like I just went through, like I just still got, I'd go out like a Friday, Saturday when I was younger and then I'd still tried to commit to going training, but the progress just was not there anymore. Like I came uh, training, I just felt like hazed all day. All the stuff that I thought I could do before just felt like such a hard, hard work. So I think then that, I just thought I need to start choosing now. Mm. Like choosing times to go out and go drinking because I actually want to progress in parkour and I want to keep doing it. Yeah. That's kind of what got me out of that lifestyle as well. Yeah. And I started jumping around and I got really into parkour. And basically, you know, I'd been snowboarding and stuff like this during like high school and college, but I hadn't really applied myself or tried to as an athlete since I was in high school or before high school. And then when I was like, all right, I'm getting older and I have this thing. I don't want to be hung over. I don't want to be. Yeah. You know, like I want to be doing things in my life that mean more to me than just, all right, another, yeah, another drinking. night out on Friday, another night out on Saturday, whatever. And uh, yeah, same thing. Yeah, I think it gets boring quick. They got the whole drinking culture. I mean, I still, I don't, mean, say, yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong, I still, I still go out, get hammered quite a lot now, <laughs> but a lot less than I did when I was back then. It was like every Friday, Saturday. I mean, sometimes even through the week. Oh, yeah. So, and that was with a job or going to college. <laughs> but now I just, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Not going to end me. Too old already? Yeah, 24. I think so. I know. Sober? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's like, it's a huge issue. Like, I think I've, I've definitely struggled with uh, certain, you know, just tendencies to go out and party, especially if you get injured or like, if, if training becomes an obstacle, if you're demotivated, like it's, it's easy place to put your energy that, uh, at least in the short term feels like it has like some rewards, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> like you said, like it, it gets old quick if you're, if it's not who you really are. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with some people that really that's their, that's what they want to do. I don't think it's a good road. Like eventually it just kind of leads yeah nowhere for most people. Like you have to have something outside of that, but a lot of people have like their their friend circle that's all they care about and that's it's tough it's tough if that's not you that's all i don't know some some people i feel like it works for them somehow i was just thinking about like how it's actually different in england a little bit than the yeah US. it must be super different right because yeah. the drinking age yeah. is like 16 Eight, or 18 yeah. 18 18 18 but i think i think the rule is legally you're allowed to drink from the age of 13 14 on your own property if, oh, you, yeah. if your parents are all right See, i with think it. that's much healthier yeah, because yeah, it sort of teaches, eases you, you into got it. In and out in what? A matter of a few years, basically. Yeah. You're going to be like drinking anyway. Experiencing it and then get the fuck out. Like, that's, that's like, I think why I stuck around too long, maybe. Or like, I started so early, but they didn't have nice trickling in of like uh, getting accustomed to it. Yeah. Like, my drinking experience at like 13 was get shit faced. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. like when I puked, that's when I knew, oh, I probably had too much. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I can taper off from there. But uh, it's probably, you know, I, I think it would be better if there was maybe a little less. Well, for me, I think yeah. it would have been better if I was like introduced to it in yeah, a more like, like conscious setting in a way that like parents are on board with you doing it. When you have to, when it's like, no, it's absolutely not okay until you're 21. Obviously, everyone that I ever met broke yeah. those rules. And then, and then it becomes photo, like muddled, you know, like you can't, you can't decipher like when you're actually like. Oh, it's harder to decipher, I'd say, you know, as a young person between like, all right, here's what I should be drinking. Here's what I shouldn't be drinking. Here's like, you know, I don't know. It's an yeah. easy way to develop unhealthy habits. Yeah. Although 
there's plenty of unhealthy habits in the UK. Like, yeah, that's true. Maybe it gets out of the system faster, but like, nah, I don't. I don't think that. I think it's just maybe not. Yeah, like, maybe not. In a, in an inert sense, with humans, I think we're all, all the people our age are just pretty much the same. They go for the yeah. same sort of. Right, it doesn't matter getting what the laws are. Like, getting hammered at getting. No, I feel yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of like everyone finds their way to the same end if they were if they'd grown up in whatever culture. It seems like they kind of might have done the same path. Right? Yeah. They're going around the rules or they're going with them. But if you wanted to like land as an alcoholic, <laughs> like you're going to do that. <laughs> or if you, you know, we're going to get in and out quickly. Or if you were never going to drink. I mean, some people are very aware yeah. early on. They're like, yeah, it's not for me. Mm. Some people never drink or do drugs or whatever. And and they're never even called to to do that. But um, I don't know. It's just person, I think it's, it? person to person. It's person to person, right? It's weird because I think everyone has to go through that phase almost and it's weird because sometimes it looks i think i'm glad i went through it when i was younger you know when i started at 13 that's not a good idea but i'm kind of glad i got it out of my system early yeah but uh <laughs> but also when you're developing it stays in your system longer i think too so it's like uh, maybe maybe i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it to, a, to someone as young as i was um because it's like developing your formative years become around that drinking and then yeah, and then it, that's it. That's your social life. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, that, that is your hobby. Yep. It becomes your hobby. It becomes it? your hobby, exactly. <laughs> Another feeling. But I, I would say that I'm like, even on the weekend now, like especially when I'm injured, like I've recently just had an ankle injury mm. and I just sort of got sucked into going out every Friday, Saturday again. just happens. I think it's just because my social groups yeah. that I don't hang around with like in park are like to get pretty hammered. <laughs> just, sort of, just sort of ease into I it. I mean, who doesn't I, I like? I mean, it's a, it's a good time. Too. Yeah. I mean, like, let's not like... It's not, it's there for a reason. It's tempting for a reason, right? But uh, I don't think I don't think it's all bad. That's the thing. I think yeah. I think if anything, if you if you haven't done it, you don't do it. You might be missing out on something that. So I, I think that changes the way you think about things. I think not just alcohol. Obviously, I'm talking about other substances as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you you um uh you, you had mentioned or these one of you guys had mentioned you're looking at maybe doing like an ayahuasca ceremony soon, right? Uh, that- yeah, I'm heading to Colombia on the 10th of December. And then hopefully I'm going to stay in Colombia and train with the guys there for maybe one or two months mm. and then head down to Peru. And that's where I'm hoping to do the ayahuasca retreat. Tight move. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of, of this like new phase, not phase, but like the there's a lot more. Awakening there's, there's spirit, yeah, people are getting woke these days. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, like, what drew you to that? Like, what, how did you get into the, this, um, well, what I assume is going to be your first experience with it. Last time I traveled, uh, I was taking like mushrooms. I was, I, I, especially in Thailand, regular. I was having like mushroom shakes and stuff. And then when I got home, so I just it sparked my interest in it. Mm. And uh, then I really started going a bit, too, maybe a bit too deep into it. it was like <laughs> I was taking like the Terence McKenna's famous heroic, the heroic, heroic dose. dose. I was like five taking grams. five gram of dried mu- magic mushrooms. And some of the experience I've been, I want none of them, they weren't all good. Not like definitely weren't all good. Mm. If anything, I've probably had more bad experiences than good ones. Really? But I've learned more from the bad ones than I have from the good ones. But that, just... when you're in that position, it's, oh, it's so scary. Oh my God. Can you give us a Well, when I, when I first did the heroic <laughs> one, I, that, this wasn't a scary one, but I felt, I came back, back, like it was like an epiphany. But uh-huh. the, the first five gram, like the heroic dose, I was like, I, t- I wanted to do it properly. So I turned everything off. I locked myself in my room, turned my lights off, took the five gram. Were you by yourself? Yeah, just by myself. Closed my eyes. Because I, I wanted to experience like really deep into the subconscious sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, so, hey. um, Yeah, and it was like, it was so weird. Like time disappeared, space disappeared. It was like, 
the only way I could describe it is like complete whiteness. And there was me stood opposite like an exact clone of me telling me exactly what I've done wrong in my life, oh, <laughs> what I shit. need to change. And my, my friends still laugh to this day because I rang, I rang them up at like almost like towards the end of the trip. And I was like, guys, I've done the heroic dose and uh, I've decided I'm going to have to go to like help some refugees or something because I've been selfish, so <laughs> selfish the last few years. <laughs> and they were just absolutely pissing themselves. And to this day, they still, they still laugh about it. <laughs> so it was a pretty, pretty intense experience. But then I, I keep getting like a reoccurring thing where I take them and I feel like I've, 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 I've like pissed my pants. I don't know what it is, but I, even when I smoke too much weed, it's the exact same thing happens. I feel like I'm, I feel like my whole body's just wet. Wait, really? And like, that's what puts me off the mall. No, no, you like just feel, oh, okay. just the, the heat's coming. There's that much heat coming off your body. It just feels like everything's wet. Okay, actually, I can't understand. And that. it's a horrible feeling. Jeez, yeah. So, is that like a, what, what, uh, what, what, it seems like you've gained a lot. Obviously, you kept diving into it. Yeah. You said maybe a little too deep. Like, what do you feel like was the line that you're like, all right, maybe I'm going too forward with this? And also, like, what continues to draw you in? Well, I just started to get, like, at first it was just, because my, mate, my mates never did it. But then when I came back from Thailand, mm-hmm. I was like, but in Thailand, the mushroom shakes are nothing like, nowhere near, they're like the heroic dust. They're like, it's casual. Slight visuals. I don't, I don't know about this. Slight, Thailand has, like, is it yeah, like well, they have, a touristy thing? I, I don't know. I think it's illegal, but because not on touristy, the island, but... there's, there's not many police or anything. They have bars where they just sell mushroom shakes. Oh, okay. It's like Red Bull with, they're like wet mushrooms from the mountains. So I, they're quite expensive, but when you have them, it's only like slight visuals. And that, to me, someone that's been taking, I've been taking like drugs for a while. And I was interested in that because I, I just liked how, it, how you felt on them. Mm. And when I got home, I was like, oh, mate, you need, I said I to all my friends, I was like, you need to try these mushrooms. And then we, they started trying it. And then slowly we started adding more and more amounts to it. And uh, yeah, it just got, <laughs> it got pretty bad. Like after, after a few, quite a few trips, I just got really nervous all the time. Like the last one I had was just before I left England. And uh, at first it was really good. We were walking down a canal and then we were come, come back in the dark. Mm. And I, I swear to God, there was a dog chasing me for like <laughs> a good half an hour. And I was running around because I, I was 100% sure there was a dog behind me chasing me. Oh my God. And it, it, I think it's just because I've got into that mind frame now. I, my brain always goes to that same place. Mm. So it's a bit scary, the idea of doing the ayahuasca. But Have you done so, anything but, besides mushrooms? Uh, LSD. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, I, I was going to do DMT, but yeah, I thought I'd save it for the ayahuasca because that's the... It's the same. Well, yeah, yeah, it's the same. Similar it's like active like, ingredient or whatever. I'm not, I should be more well-versed on it, but there's like the 5-MeO DMT and then there's yeah. like a different iteration of it. And then there's like another, there's a few different iterations of DMT. There's um, like the synthesized stuff in it and then there's the stuff from the, like the back and the plants and the Yeah, forest. yeah, and the toads and the, uh, you yeah. know, of the... I mean, it's a fascinating molecule. Like I definitely think that people end up in that spot if they want to explore psychedelics and they keep going further and further down it. How did you uh, arrange this or why ayahuasca ceremony in Peru? And then but again, I've, like, I've not even arranged it. Yeah. Oh, you just gonna, know that's it, what it, the intention it's, is. Yeah. It's just, I've, I've read up on it and it's just quite a common thing. Like obviously you need to find a good shaman. Yeah. You can't just be sat in some random hut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's not what you're I going to, experience. is there any specific like questions you want answered or you just like, you just know that you've gained a lot from, yeah, from magic from I'm not mushrooms, sure. and then now you're looking to get more perspective, or I don't know what it is. I don't know what the the, the main question I'm looking for is. I don't know. I just feel like everyone's got like this thing in the back of the head where they just know there's something deeper, and I'm not <laughs> sure what what it is. But for a long time, especially since I've started taking hallucinogenics, that that feeling just got so much stronger, mm. and I just feel like I need to. 
Is it like so I want to view the person yeah. driving, like view the subconscious driving the conscious, uh, that sort of, sort of thing. But then when you start to speak like you sound like really spiritual. It's hard not to, times. right? <laughs> but that's not that's not what I am. <laughs> but I, I just I'm just I'm just interested in like psychology and the brain, and mm. I just want to even like famous psychologists are talking about it. So if there's obviously some something to learn from it. Yeah, big time. So, and they're doing a lot of clinical trials with magic mushrooms yeah. and. And uh, I don't know if they're doing stuff with DMT, but I, I mean, they've done stuff with LSD. I don't know all the literature on it and stuff like this, but I just know that it's going through these clinical trials now. And, you know, there's a lot of benefit. People are finding certain people for, for treatment of it. And then obviously people don't necessarily even like you, you're not, you're not trying to treat an ailment or like no, a no. depressive no, state or anything to, like I this. I just want to experience just, the, mm. like the, the back end of my mind, if you could say that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not sure, no, I mean, I'm not sure what you refer it to as. What you refer it to as? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, there's. Uh, yeah, I don't really either. I wish I could. Yeah, I wish you could put it into words. <laughs> I wish I could put it more into words. But yeah, I mean, I've I've also interested in doing an ayahuasca ceremony in Peru, if I could. My mom's actually from Peru. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, that explains like the hats. The hats. You used to always wear those like Peruvian. Hats. I had those Peruvian hat life. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's Shout like out. an early memory. Heritage baby. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it just so happens that like Peru is a good, a, a epic spot or yeah. like a well known spot for yeah. for ayahuasca, and it's maybe the origin for a lot of these like ceremonies. Yeah. Um. But I and I'm I don't know for me it's like fascinating because I'm like all right I've already been there to to just visit, but now like I'm also like intending to go revisit and uh, do something like that too. Sick. Um. So maybe you can hit me up with the uh, the details. Yeah, I'll have to have a have a look around when I get there. <laughs> to be fair, if like if it, if when I'm in Colombia, if the sort of the experience comes to me, then I, I'd end up doing it somewhere else. It's not like fixed in Peru, but that's the place that I'd like to do it. Yeah, but yeah, it's, they do them all over South America, don't they? So if if sort of if the opportunity came to me without me searching, then I'd be more inclined to just do it there and then. Yeah, sort of calling out to me. Are you going with anybody or is it, it no? Just on my own solo, solo. journey. What's the community like down there? Uh, well, in Colombia, I think it's, it's pretty big. I follow a few guys from down there and they seem to have a pretty big community. Cool. But I've not really searched anywhere else. I know Brazil's got one. Right. But I don't know if I'm going to make it as far as Brazil. Going through all my money's too fast here. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> How long has this trip you've been on? Um, So far, I've been in America five five weeks, maybe. It's just been America so far? Yeah. yeah. And I've got another, until my visa runs out, so another two months. And then Colombia. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, yeah. Beast mode. Um, sorry, just to get back to uh, the psychedelics and stuff real quick. So are you uh, you're going to continue to experiment with mushrooms as well? Or are you... Well, I think... Because I feel like... I've almost got to a point where I think that... I, if, I, if I try the ayahuasca and I sort of find what I'm... Well, I'm not really searching for anything. I'm just interested in mm-hmm. what, what I'm going to see. Just gaining more perspective, yeah. just new, yeah, so new insight. If, if, I, I mean, what... if I take that then and I get, I get home, I just might decide that I don't want to experiment with them anymore. No, I feel you. And that's, that's kind of why I even asked is like, I feel like, you know, I've experimented with these things as well. And I'm just certain after certain dosages, it feels like, like you said, like you're like, All right, now I'm having more bad experiences than good. Yeah. Or, or uh, if you don't pay attention to that, even with marijuana and stuff like this, like I think there's so much, every plant maybe can teach you. And again, we're getting spiritual yeah. or whatever, but <laughs> there's like a certain like intelligence to all these plants. And that's kind of like interacting with them helps you see that intelligence or like, you know, if you, if you feel like that deeper thing is, is a oneness with all life or a oneness, I mean, even, even scientifically speaking, we're all like related, right? We all have this ancestor, this common ancestor, plants and humans and everything else dating back, you know, 
millions of years or billions of years. So you're just learning more about this other perspective of life, a, yeah. a plant's perspective of life or a plant's intelligence about how the way the universe works. And then like at a certain point, I, I, I mean, I felt the same way where I'm just like, you know, I should probably take, take it back. I'm, yeah. I've learned all I need to learn for the time being at least, you know? Um, and then when you don't, you know, and alcohol is the same way. I would put alcohol in the same realm. Yeah, definitely. Where, where like, you know, that one was really easy for me to make an unhealthy dosage because yeah, you get some perspective thing. and then also you just get wasted and you make bad decisions. And it, that's part of the fun of it is letting your inhibitions go, letting your, your judgments kind of like loosen up. But, uh, yeah, any one of them. It's, it's not always like inherently euphoric. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, psychedelics are very different than alcohol. I'm just saying, like, yeah. even even alcohol is a drug that seems to. I mean, it, it's a conscious. It it alters your perspective and your yeah. consciousness in some way, right? It's a mind I mean, altering like, drug. I feel like the the common thread is they all kind of teach you a different thing about how your brain actually works mm, that yeah. you weren't aware of before. Mm -hmm. Like to me, the way I think about visuals when I'm tripping is like it's the pattern finding that your brain is always doing, like trying to look for shapes and recognize things. Yeah, but just dialed up so that like the threshold for what gets counted as like seeing something yeah like, okay. you know what i mean like all of these chemicals are already existing in your brain or yeah. analogs of them right like the drug wouldn't do anything to your brain if your brain wasn't built to respond yeah yeah, to them, yeah, right? yeah no it's like we have cannabinoid receptors in our brain that came first yeah it just so happens that like thc happens to stimulate that yeah but all of these things already exist in your brain they're like in some way normal brain functions that just get like yeah, high end. <laughs> yeah. So, so what you were saying about like trying to discover like what's actually happening deeper in there? Yeah. I think it's kind of literally true. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh? Can I ask like if what what's like the biggest thing you might have learned with working with psychedelics up until this point? I I had a, I had a bad experience once where I uh, I was in Amsterdam and it wasn't even off mushrooms; it was off truffles. But because I'd be my friends, truffles. Was, yeah, the truffles, you know, the ones that yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I it wasn't. Well, it was it was probably the worst experience I had, but it wasn't like visually. It was just like something trapped in my head. So I had because me and my friends had been experimenting with mushrooms already. When we went to Amsterdam, we we're like, oh, well, we might as well get like the strongest box and one box each. Yeah. So we had some of that, and then and then we also had some other stuff when we went out like on the night out. And then when I got home, everything felt like it had worn off. I didn't feel any effects of any drugs, and I went to sleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And there was like a thousand voices in my head, like whispering stuff to me. And I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't decipher what they were saying, but it was just like, it was almost like I couldn't get any silence because there was just loads of people in my head. Whoa. And I, I woke up and asked my friends, I was like, are you experiencing what I'm experiencing? <laughs> and they were like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I was thinking, fuck, I think I've actually gone insane. I, was oh, like, God. I, I actually thought to myself, if I wake up in the morning and these voices are still in my head, I think I've cracked. And then from then on, I was just like, it sort of, I sort of seemed scared. I was less scared of, anything else but going insane so like all the fears i had sort of just disappeared in the morning the only the only fear i had was going insane yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it was like by far the worst thing that could happen to someone like losing their mind i don't think i like I, i've never really been scared of death too much yeah yeah but no. that really made me less scared of death because i thought if that happens to you it's game over there's, yeah. there's no coming back from stuff like that no no <laughs> so no give me a, a lot more respect for people that are in a, a difficult position yeah especially stuff like that <laughs> A lot of bad trips start that way, though. Just, like, yeah. being afraid of losing control. Because, like, in, in some way, the worry about going insane is, like, the yeah. absolute worst just version that, yeah. of losing control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and if you have, uh, I mean, 
Yeah, dude, there's so much to say about it. It's like there's people that are that have that proclivity. And I think I read like recently that there's like among people who smoke marijuana or use psychedelics, there's the same frequency like per capita or like the, the percentage of people that have like schizophrenia or whatever is the same across drug users, non-drug users. Yeah. But if you have that propensity, if you have like a genetic yeah. disposition yeah. to 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 lose your mind or whatever, you know, or if you're in this state of mind where you're fragile or something, yeah, it then, can be the wrong thing to do. And obviously hey, we ain't doctors out here. So yeah. we're like, I mean, we've all experimented with it and you know, hopefully we're all okay. But uh, no, I, I mean, I've had similar things where I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm that's like the worst fear. And yeah. especially when you're tripping, like that can easily spiral out of control. But again, what I learned when I was on uh, you know, a really heavy trip once was, like for me like i had to let go of that i actually had to surrender yeah. to it and and uh just kind of that's seems, the only thing that, that let it let, let it balance out and like go away and i felt calm again was um yeah that seems like the only way to get rid of it it's yeah. just you've got to let it happen yep. i suppose that sort of teaches you something as well it just oh, means yeah. just to go with the flow of things mm-hmm. when you come back around you think all the things you worry about usually yeah there's no point in worrying about it. If you can't change it, then why are you worrying in the first place anyway? Exactly. And that's what yeah. mushrooms teach you 100% on 100%. psychedelics. Right. It's not the mushrooms teaching you. It's how you yeah. respond how you to respond it. To, yeah. You. yeah. Yeah. You learn about yourself and you, you, that's again, yeah, you, 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 it reflects your experience of how you, you know, you experience the mushrooms or how you experience ayahuasca. You can digest and chew on that for a while and understand like, oh, this is the way my conscious is, consciousness yeah. is working. And maybe there's something I can do to, to respond in a healthier way, or maybe there's something I can do to just know that it's going to be okay. And like, my fears are probably unfounded and I, there's no reason to dive into them. Yeah, definitely. I need to probably just accept them and move forward, you know, cause yeah, no, I've learned something. Yeah. I've learned the exact same shit. Are the truffles also psilocybin? Like yeah. Psilocybin? Okay, well, so it's the, the same. The reason, but the thing with the truffles in Amsterdam is at one point mushrooms were illegal in Amsterdam, right. but because all the tourists kept on going over, taking the mushrooms and obviously some of them were going a bit insane because they're not used to any sort of psychedelics. So Amsterdam banned them all. And I actually watched a documentary and I, can't, I don't know the exact numbers, but they give like all the mushroom farmers, I think two weeks to get rid of all the mushrooms. So apparently there's like queues and queues of people outside these farms waiting to get mushrooms. Oh, wow. It's, ali- it's legal there? It, truffles are legal. Truffles are legal, but, but they have this they psilocybin use, active Mushrooms ingredient. used to be legal and then they had to change them to truffles. Oh, interesting. So truffles are like the things before the mushroom spores yeah it's yeah. like sort of a, a mutated mushroom that just goes in the uh is that you in the ground um and then that, that's that's the truffle the, the bit that before the, it spars into a mushroom it like sort of spars in the ground and they usually it'd be a defected one they'd throw it away if it, they were looking for mushrooms but now they just grow for them oh wow because they're supposed to be less potent i guess <laughs> but you can still get pretty fucked up on i mean yeah if anything you take enough of it yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a wild shit out there. Use responsibly, folks. And I do not advocate. <laughs> I am not a person that you should listen to about nope. that. You know, yeah, you gotta listen to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's fascinating that like a lot of us are experimenting with this kind of stuff, especially in our generation and finding benefit to it. Um, and yet it's still like this really. Yeah, like a taboo. Taboo. Yeah, exactly. Not really spoke about. Thing, but uh, it doesn't seem like anyone that we hang out with the respect or know, or, you know, the culture of people isn't necessarily against it. You know, it's like this weird thing where. Yeah. Like the younger culture, not really frowned. They don't really frown upon 
like self-exploration with psychedelics mm. for the older culture. Like, to be fair, even my mum and dad, like they know, they know like that I take hallucinogenics, but I, I just sat them down and explained exactly what I'm doing with them. And they were like, oh, well, fair enough. We can't really argue with someone that wants to learn more about themselves. Yeah. What are you supposed to say to someone who want to just learn something? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's part of the problem is like when you can't even bring that up because there's such a stigma about it, yeah. then your parents or authoritarians or whoever it's going to be is going to not even be able to to interpret and like see what you're doing as a maybe a healthy course of just learning self-development but they'll just immediately be like oh you piece of shit you know <laughs> and then and then for the people then that hear that message over and over again when they when they start experimenting with these things and realize that they're not pieces of shit necessarily they're not like they're they're be they're valuable experiences it, be, it builds even more distrust with like the the people that are delivering those messages. It puts people, you know, in the position where they're like, "All right, well, now I can't trust anything that's that's being said from you know about drugs from like authority or whatever." I don't oh, know. Yeah, when you're like a 15 year old kid and you drink for the first time, yeah, and you don't die, <laughs> then you're like, "All right, it I just guess seems... I'll fucking like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly." Then like you're all like, the trust goes out the window. Exactly, and it, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I understand it, but it's also just like, what, why, why do we, why do we have to like bullshit our kids for so long before, you know, I don't know. Right. Because strange. They, they think if you make them scared enough, they won't do it. Yeah. But, but, and obviously some people do fuck their lives up, but like, yeah. like I think we all said, I think you're almost destined to anyways. I don't know if it's going to be, either you're it's, almost it's, destined I don't to think it's going to be helpful to not be able to have the conversation. No, yeah, definitely. I, I think what gives you like the best, like look at like sex ed or something. Yeah. Like the people who are screwing up themselves that way are the ones who didn't have sex ed as kids. Like exactly. You need to have some kind of awareness about this. Like if you yeah. want people, the more you know. Did it ding ding ding? Remember those commercials? <laughs> no. The more you know, or whatever. No. Oh well, shit! I mean, I'm old. You, but you can play <laughs> this is some. This is some like. This is some fucking like '90s. You guys are probably just too young, but I was there. super '90s, early '90s maybe then. Okay. Maybe it was just. They have these NBC commercials where they have celebrities come in and just like deliver some trivia or some facts about like, did you know? And that was a commercial? They were, they were like public service announcements. announcements. Oh. So it was like, it, it would be like on somewhat controversial topics sometimes like this, but not really. Nothing. It, would, it was mainstream television, so they wouldn't really touch anything, but they would just be like, I don't know. They just give you a fact and then the more you know. Got it. All right reference noted hey there's Thank people you. out there that are gonna get that they're gonna be like yeah i fucking remember <laughs> i remember that shit that was the shit anyone anyone none of these guys <laughs> none of these guys some of the some of the listeners maybe some of the older listeners um, we just have like a live audience we do got a lot of live audience we're in the switching mix. up the format now <laughs> yeah we're, we got i mean we're just flying by the super pants aiden lieb strolled in ran like out of nowhere what up aiden <laughs> Kian and Casey, big chillin'. If anyone needs to get up on this mic, you know, just you guys yeah, can swap away. out. Yeah, you know I mean, we might need just a live audience mic just for some, you know, like laughter. In the yeah, 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 yeah. Talk, yeah, I want some applause. Yeah, I want some cue cards. Folks. Want some laughter. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome our guest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good laughter. Mike picked that up. Oh, it did. Good. Um, <laughs> What's uh? We can ask about your tattoo here. This is a this is pretty sick. Uh, this one, leg this one's a cover sleeve. up actually. Oh yeah. I was um the first time I got a tattoo. My dad hates tattoos as well. Mm. Absolutely despises them. But um, I got a bamboo one in Thailand on my foot, and after that I was like, 
do you know what? I fancy getting my full leg done. Yeah. And uh, my friend came to visit. My friend and his girlfriend were in Thailand at the same time. And it just happened. It was like the worst monsoon Thailand had seen in 15 years. So there's nothing to do. And my mate, my mate wanted to get a tattoo as well. So I just thought, now's probably the time. Mm-hmm. I, pr- I probably rushed into it, to, in all honesty. I don't know why I had, I had such a, like an obsession with having my whole leg done before I went home. Yeah, oh yeah. So just... I was like, rush, I think I did like three or four 10 hour sessions. Jesus. And by the end of it, even the tattoo guy, by the end of it was like, I, I actually fell asleep drawing a bit up here and he ended up drawing a line down my leg because oh he, he was like falling asleep as he was doing my tattoo <laughs> oh my but he, he wouldn't he wouldn't let me stop yeah, I was going to say that's a, he was, he was like, mean, I was like oh come on mate you, you can just do it tomorrow he's like no please let me do it please let me do it I just want to get over with so I was like Goodness. fine then alright wait so you have like a straight line no no he, well, he was up. all getting he was all getting covered up anyway it was, it was like the beginning oh uh, yeah I was like <laughs> so but then the, the thing underneath the knee was just Pretty terrible. Like that was one of the last things as well. So I think the the work slowly got worse as he got up the leg. Oh, nice. So the one on the knee was just, well, it was bad. So <laughs> and the only thing I could get to cover it up was this, this swirl. Yeah. I was gonna get it all blacked out, which I still might do. I mean, I probably got a lot more tattoos I mean, to come. Big, that's bigger where you, where you're from. I think in in parts of England and London right now is is the yeah, bl- tattoo black. scenes. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, big full black. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like more modern. This like interpretation of it. There's like a little bit less of that out here, but. When you I, say I, bamboo tattoo, like was the like bamboo that, the needle? The hand poked, yeah. It was like it made like the, the bamboo was the stick, but the needle was on the end of the bamboo. Is that extra painful uh, or so yeah. different? Any it, at all different than the, so just I think the machine? Anything, yeah, well, it's it's just a normal hand poke, so I don't know why they all call it bamboo yeah. tattoos, really, because yeah. it's just hand poked tattoos. But um, yeah, that that was less painful. But to be fair, like because I've got all my sides done and my rib, my, mm-hmm. my ribs and my chest done. And uh, like when I was younger and people used because I never used to want to get tattoos. Mm. When people used to tell me about having tattoos and how painful they were, I was like, whatever you say, they're not, they're not painful. <laughs> and then when I first, that, that, these weren't too bad, but when I, when I started going up here, oh, yeah. I just thought to myself, I've never felt a pain like it in my life. Jesus. It's like, I had like seven hours on my ribs and they're supposed to be like one of the most tender places. And after, because you book a seven hour session and originally I was going to book a Saturday and a Sunday, seven hours each. And the, even the tattoo guy was like, "You're not gonna do that." And I just He's assumed. Like, I was just I'm like, I was like, "Oh, it's it's not that bad. I'll do it." And then like an hour into the seven hour session on my ribs, I was ready to I was ready to go home. Yeah. And uh, obviously I didn't. I just st- sticked it out, stuck it out. Sorry. And no pun yeah, intended. It was bad. Jesus. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so, dude. Um, well, um, yeah. You get a full body suit. You just going. Yeah. There's probably gonna be a lot more. To yeah, come. Yeah. I don't know about a full body. I'll probably have like the whole of my left leg, all my front, all my back. Maybe my right arm. <laughs> Nothing on your face or neck yet. No, no, I haven't got the balls for that. <laughs> like even I know you know they're not supposed to be frowned upon or anything, but they're even now in England they're definite job stoppers. Yeah, like, yeah. It's so strange because it seems like it's maybe in our generation that'll go away. Yeah, but uh, I'm hoping maybe not because you still have to cater to you know depending on what industry you're in you might be you might need to. I've seen yeah. a few people. Like in like professional situations with like above the collar tattoos. Yeah, for sure. It's getting, it's, more, it's, it's, it's getting more. It's getting more normalized. Yeah, it who's, who's the boss really? Because I like, oh, yeah, if they're the boss. Yeah, because my they, yeah. my dad hit my dad hates tattoos, and I even said to him when I had all my tattoos done. What does he hate like, about them? Like, do you know? Does he? Do you, can I you think understand? He's just got, like like where it comes an from? old mentality of it. Like, yeah, like the older older people just view it as obviously older people have tattoos as well, but a lot of them just view it as like thuggish or yeah like gangs it's just such a it sort of outdated. is like flexing in, in a way like yeah you know? like it's because you're like i don't need that fucking job you know yeah, i guess true. if you if the, it comes with attitude and there's obviously long histories like tying it to yeah it's a very different 
like things that like I'm sure there's like tons of indigenous culture stories that like have way different meaning than like a prison tattoo or something like this. Yeah, but. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in Japan, it's really, really frowned upon. Like if you have a tattoo, people look in Japan. Down, yeah, because it's, so, it's, it's so strange. big gang culture. Like oh yeah, all the yeah. gangs have when tattoos, they have like full huge, bodies. Yeah, and they have like a really, really pop, like famous styling. Like Japanese tattoo yeah. has become like a, it's a very like sought after even like even style now, of tattoo. It's like an out, it's ne- it'll probably never be outdated. The, yeah. the Japanese style, still people get into this. The, day. the, the, the distaste, the disgust with it, almost drives like the, yeah. the people to do it. It's weird like that mm-hmm. way it works. Um, you tell people not to do things. Yeah, they're gonna do it. Oh <laughs> do it. Went had a Mormon family reunion. First one since like everybody was grown up. I've never seen so much drinking. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. You know what? It is fascinating because, oh, I just heard that statistic, and I was visiting Salt Lake City, and like uh, they actually have apparently the the highest, um, like levels of of like LBGTQ community or whatever. Like it's oh. it's one of the most prominent cities, and it's weirdly I think it has to do again with like this. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how human beings uh, work, but it's just like they're they're so conservative for so long that all of a sudden it pushes out like more, even more rebellion against it. It seems yeah, like I hadn't heard that, but that's t- totally plausible to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have they, to know. Yeah, they got like hired. What's the funny one? Oh yeah, pornography. Like of course, yeah, yeah. of course they love their porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just, oh man, it's so strange. And like for, for me, going to Burning Man this year, I felt like the same thing. Just witnessing Burning Man, I was like, how suppressed is our society that this has to exist, mm. you know? And I think it's great that it exists and like all these things like are expressed because ultimately like you can't stop human humanity. We're going to fucking express all these things like they're, they're, they are human, like they're innate to us or whatever. Yeah. So like they have to come out, but it's weird how they come out in like they almost like jettison up like of certain vents like once they find an escape valve it like comes out here instead of more of like a more permeating just constant across you know i mean that makes makes it more interesting i guess you yeah. know if everyone was kind of this neutral there's this neutral it, mapping across a lot of it world. comes down to the way humans behave in large groups versus in small groups because mm-hmm. once it gets into like a large enough group everybody has the incentive to be neutral in some way yeah but then when you're mm. like in a group of like peers or something like Burning Man, that's even like small enough, even though that's huge. Yeah. But like, or as individuals, people want to express themselves in wild ways and totally like deviate. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you get large enough groups of people, it deviating becomes deviating. Like there's something to deviate from. Yeah. But yeah. like, you're just talking about like people, hunter-gatherer societies, like they were just being themselves. Like <laughs> who knows what they were getting up to? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man. It's fascinating. Um, like if we could know what was happening back then, I'm sure. Time machine, man. When's the time machines coming? I want to know. Probably some kinky motherfuckers back. Oh my god. We gotta suppress time, time travel. So then someone comes suppress out and invents that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make a law against anything. That yeah, you make a law against time to. travel, and then we'll immediately just someone from the fucking future will come through <laughs> a portal and just be like, "You guys shouldn't have done that. Perfect. Now you got it. Oh, we gotta alter history." I mean, you prohibit alcohol, you get like really, really yeah, good distillery technology all of a sudden because you oh, need yeah. to like hide the alcohol. True. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Innovation, baby. Incentives are powerful. Oh, man. 
Pause. You want Pause. to swap somebody with me? We got a swap. We got a swap coming in. Who's Anyone going? else want to join in? Rochambeau. Oh. We've had a good. We've had a good forty-five okay. minutes already. Right. We're big chilling. All right, okay, so let's get you it. You know, we don't gotta. I'm just oh, you're just <laughs> editing. Thanks for thanks for coming out, Satchel. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Boys, mic check, mic check. Any questions from the audience? Uh, no, no. no they, these got the boys are big chilling. Oh yeah, get come like, up on it. The, damn the closer you are, the better. Yeah. Are we good? Like, All right, love Wait, can you tilt it Towards like me? away from your face? I'm almost actually. Like, just lean over this way. Now, like rotate the mic this way. You take it. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Um. How's that? That's perfect. I guess. Bring it closer to your mouth. Sounding good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right, we're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I'm gonna leave that all in. By the way. Perfect. This is what. This is how I do. It. I don't have time. This is always off the cuff. Yeah, we get one raw, baby. It's always raw out here because no need for editing. You know, we don't we don't have to bullshit the audience. They gotta see what's going down. They gotta see what's going down. <laughs> they're, they're, they're 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 rolling with the punches with us, Dude, just like happens. life, man. We got the fucking we get the highs and the lows. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is a I metaphor. Feel I feel that. Um. So we're stoked to have you. This is what do you think of America now that you're coming through? I I love it. Actually, yeah. I, I th the only thing about America is. It's just so hard to travel, especially if you're not renting a car. Well, even if you've got a car, mm. everything's so far apart. And uh, it, it hasn't got much of a hostel culture. So if you can't find somewhere to stay, the hostels are coming at like hotel prices, like yeah. 30, 40 pounds a night. And if, you be, if you're used to travel in Europe or Asia, it's like six pounds a night for a room. Mm. And the only good thing about America, well, obviously a lot of good things about America, I don't want to say like that, but <laughs> the, the, the fuel's really cheap for the travel. Hey. Like it's like half the price of what England is. That's what's up. So. Oil we got that oil, <laughs> baby. <laughs> that, I think I've done, since I've been in America, I've drove over 5,000 miles now. Holy shit. Been five weeks. <laughs> God damn, dude. Your ass must be sore. I know. Have you been, what are you, what are you rocking right now? What are you driving? Oh, it's like a, a shit, shitty Ford Focus. Oh yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Like I had the option to get a Mustang. But it was oh, like yeah, an extra thousand pounds. But I'm, I'm going to be spending like, like already since I've been out, I've slept in the car like two weeks. Oh yeah. So if I had a Mustang, that'd have been a pretty shit journey. How, how, uh, how have you funded this trip? Did you, what do you work? Like, what do you do uh, when you're um, well, back it, in Leeds? It's, it, it's classed as electrical engineering. Oh, okay. But it's more like small electric. So like CCTV, fire alarms, alarms, like mm. finger scanners, that sort of stuff. Did and you say Costa? Costa. What was the first word you said? Classed of, oh, classed as, sorry. Classified, like it's, classed the, as, like it's categorized it class, as. Classi classified yeah, you as. Yeah, you don't Costa coffee or something. <laughs> no, Costa, hey, dude, the Costa. We love Costa, man. The Starbucks, <laughs> the Starbucks of the, Eng of the UK. picked up there when I said oh, Costa. Oh, dude, watch this fucking dog because he's going to knock the camera over. <laughs> Jesus. It's getting attacked. Dude, his face doesn't make sense right now. He's so stoked <laughs> to see everyone. He can't handle it. Shake and not Too handle it. Stoke. Too much stoke. Too excited. <laughs> this is my <laughs> dude. When we were training um, today, I saw two dogs that looked exactly like. Yeah, there's shit. a couple of boxers out there. Um, well, we were shit. talking about electrical. Uh, yeah, yeah, electrical. Back, back sorry, boys. Um, yeah, I studied for. It was like in house. So I did an apprenticeship for three years, I think it was total. And I've been doing the job five or six years now. But in England, we've got like a like a deficiency of electrical engineers oh yeah so i've sort of got the option to walk in and out of in and out of jobs when i want oh but nice I, the last trip i did i did eight months around asia and then i came back to the same job but i, I quit and then i came back to the same one 
And then I worked a year and I left again. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back to the same job again. Yeah, but, but there's plenty of work there for me. There's plenty, right? Yeah. That's good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a, a value trade like that that like yeah. is not going to go out of style anytime soon. If anything, there's going to be more demand, like you're saying. I'm not sure if I'll be doing it all my life, but... Yeah. Do you have any other right uh, aspirations? Well, I actually like it. the idea, and this is this has come from psychedelics. I, I like the mm. idea of going to uh, Open University mm. and studying psychology. So I'd quite, I'd quite like to be a therapist. Oh, cool. Just something that helps other people, to be honest. I don't really get anything, any fulfillment from the job that I do at the minute. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's all right. I don't mind doing it. It's not like I wake up in the morning and think, oh, God. <laughs> but... Yeah, we'll see. See how it goes. That's sick, man. Yeah, no, I think that's great that you want to help people and that you, you're striving for something a little bit more fulfilling. I think that's something we all have to continuously ask ourselves. Yeah. Is the position we're in making us happy, challenging us in the right ways, meaningful in the right ways. Um, and people people are going to need therapy too, for fuck's well, sake. The training was uh, in-house. So I, I, to be fair, the, the wage was so shit when I first started. I was on £2.50 an hour. Oh my so, god, dude! I mean, like that's even with the, the exchange rate, that's pure shit. Yeah, it's like terrible. Three dollars, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much three dollars. Even if it was yeah. five, like so I was Jesus. on that for. Luckily, because there were a lot of jobs coming in, I was only on it for seven months because then they started sending me out on my own. So they give me a van, started sending me to my own jobs. But even then, they only put it up to like five pound an hour. What? Jesus Christ! Well, then a year after that, it was like tripled. So uh -huh. it's, it's worth putting up with the shit times just for. Yeah. the good way I mean it helps so much for me to save money as well because I, li I still live at home with my mum and dad mm -hmm. so I'd have to pay rent I'd have to pay food so yeah. like yeah. The, the first trip I went around Asia well, in a year in a years of saving I, I saved 10,000 pounds up damn so I'd lived like a king in Asia yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it was pretty like good how much super cheap in England and everything no well luckily my mum buys the food and she doesn't mind it. Okay. Obviously, when I get back, I'll have to sort of get my own place and that. Mm. Now I've done the whole traveling, finding myself sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, now I mean, it's yeah, time it to a sort bit. of... But it, there's, a, there's a big difference. Like in, in America, I was saying to you guys, everyone moves out so soon. In yeah. England, it's like, it's the norm to stay at home like 23, 24. It's just normal. Yeah. Because everyone saves money up and then puts money into a, a house when they, they move it's, out. It's whatever. odd. I, I don't know, I don't know why we do that to ourselves culture. in our culture sometimes. Like you most know? 18 year olds I meet out here just living on their own. Yeah. And no, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's instant like boot. The people are getting kicked out of their, their places or, you know, at least it's, it's not even, even if they're not being kicked out, it's that's what's revered is like, you should get out of the house. You should make something yourself at 18. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, fuck's sake, man. 18, it's not yeah. easy to figure that out. And like for an 18 year old, I mean, you know, it's for some of them, it's going to make them for sure stronger. Yeah, but for, how many for a lot it, of them, though, I don't know break? that it's like... But it it's, breaks loads of people. It breaks loads of people, for sure. I don't know. You know. I feel like most, like a lot of people are going to college, too, because there's always that, like, uh, yeah. strong push to go to college and strong push to move out of the house. Like, either people move out of the house to, like, go to college or their parents are like, oh, you got to go get a job. And by that point, you have money and you're like, all right, I'm just going to move out. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've noticed, <laughs> like, the parents were a lot more chill in England, too, like we would go over to people's houses and kind of throw little parties, but that would be kind of strange in America. Like my yeah. parents would not be down to have all my friends over just to like have a good time. Just, yeah. Yeah. It'd be a little weird. Like they would, they would like leave the room and go like do something else. I don't Americans are uptight sometimes with yeah. that, you know, big time, especially because I think it comes from that culture partially because yeah. if you bought into that and you worked your ass off for the last 40 years and yeah. you finally have like your house and all this <laughs> nice shit, a big garage or whatever with like, 
you know, your your bushes are all nicely trimmed and like you finally like got like what everyone said that you wanted. Then you're like, God damn it, these kids can't just come in here and That's a shame, really. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's odd. I think it'd be really like a lot nicer if people were a little bit friendlier to that and like acknowledging that that kids and I think it's fascinating too because I think it also is something that is the age that we're in. It's like I guess like kids used to get kicked out even earlier. Kids used to have to work out yeah, of like you know eight, eight nine yeah. years old, right? And now it's like they're getting like the the care, the 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 amount of time that parents are caring for their children is being extended to to yeah. Imagine what it's like into when we the have 30s kids and 40s. And it's getting to the point where like it's almost impossible to get a job because like algorithms or whatever running everything oh my god <laughs> so you don't even need so how, how are you even supposed to explain that like how are you supposed to explain to a kid what working's like if when they get to the time they're supposed to start work there's no jobs or there's no point in having a job yeah it's so strange we're it's gonna, gonna have to figure this out man big gap between we're us we're gonna have to figure this <laughs> out because there's gonna be i mean already i i heard that the unemployment in in in, uh, in at least united states is like ridiculous like uh, adults that are of working age and again that's like a that's kind of a weird term because that's going to change probably again like yeah. we just said over the over the course of generations but right now the a number of people that are of working age i heard that aren't working is like over 50 percent wow which is that's insane crazy. i mean, like i don't know where that statistic comes from. you have to like maybe double check me on that but yeah but it is like high. a lot of people well and some people are you know i mean you might fall into that category in our not not you sorry but yeah not no because you're working but like um anyone that might live at home like if they're if they're doing i guess if they, if they don't have a job or if they don't have like yeah. a full-time job Best they might class. be classified into that it just it just kind of depends but yeah. i don't know it is fascinating because that stuff is is on the horizon yeah it's a crazy time we're living in at the minute i'm personally i'm really glad i'm born at this time because <laughs> it's like this is gonna be like the biggest sort of Shay, get the fuck out of here with his goddamn ball he's gonna knock the camera out watch his ass pull him away from there get out of here just get him almost just anywhere but there is good um yeah just the shift we've seen at the minute it's gonna be like i can imagine it's like what hunter and gatherers experienced when we went to agriculture oh yeah like the, the 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 gap between the two is like what we're gonna experience when the technological revolution sort of kicks off we're gonna be like just everything we know is gonna be obsolete so it's gonna be it's a pretty interesting time to be alive yeah what do you think happens good or bad do you have any theories I don't know. There's a what, lot in this little. What's going to happen to your kids when I they don't? Hopefully. When there's no job for them out there, especially one that might be meaningful, right? I mean, or maybe they'll only be meaningful jobs because the robots will be doing all the the day to day bullshit. Well, I'm I'm hoping it goes towards the way of everyone gets uh, when machines can run things on their own, that the algorithms can run. Mm-hmm. So the economy, everyone gets paid a basic the universal month, basic yeah, the income. universal basic income, and uh, and then everyone has time to concentrate on stuff that. It's more important than working like yeah. the climate or their every, communities. Any, any, yeah, yeah their just families. making people feel better. Yeah. Just every, anything that's not working. <laughs> but that's like a maybe a bit too positive thinking. Yeah, that's too many drugs. See, that's a psychedelics yeah. telling you <laughs> yeah, that. That's like everyone's are, connected, are good, spiritual yeah. awakening <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's, you're wrong, bro. Yeah. Or we'll yep. just end up with some like black mirror. Oh, yeah, some like dystopian yeah, future. Where, yeah, nobody's actually stoked ever oh, because... Man technology is controlling us we're gonna have to figure it out man yeah i'm fascinated by it the time is is insane right now yeah definitely um 
That's it, gang. That's it. That's all. I mean, hey, just you could just go ponder that yeah. right now. <laughs> we'll end just on go, that one. We'll end on that one. You know, <laughs> like I don't know what else to say. Like, uh, we talked about psychedelics. We talked about the future, and we talked about some robots and stuff. <laughs> but you know, that's what I love about this podcast. You you thought we were going to talk about parkour? <laughs> Fuck that shit, son. We talked we talk about leads a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> very little. You got bigger fish to fry right now. The the, the universal basic income is coming. What Hopefully. do you think is what is the universal basic income need to be? Do you think? I think it's gonna have to be like a thousand thousand pounds a person a month, mm. at least. At least livable. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Here, I think like what what will be fascinating is like I don't know that survival of the fittest goes away ever, or at least like not for a while. I don't know how we solve that problem because we're always gonna have. People that are willing and wanting to apply themselves and yeah, that's and, and thing. do some harder you, things. And how do you like burn that out? Like, because people people sort of lose bit. That, that, that's where helping others will come in. Yeah, hopefully people like because some people lose lose meaning if they're at work. Cause yeah, they spend what forty fifty hours a week most of their life working just for like an end goal, and then yeah. when they realize that there is no end goal. The, the whole journey is the goal. <laughs> They're going to be like, fuck what do I do with my life. Oh my God. But right? then that's where like helping people or the climate, like that, all that, all that sort of stuff comes in. Yeah. People start pitching in for stuff that actually matters. But I think our, our obstacle right now is that we have to get over our instincts and what are, what's uh, biology yeah. programmed into us is like not catered to yet. Yeah, definitely. You know, like we're not nurturing that, that desire to help people and help the environment and, yeah. Go, we're, you know, like right now, the way technology is set up is it's often drawing you into things opposite that or opposing forces where you're like, uh, like you said, like just fucking work and get material goods. Yeah, exactly. Get like, you know, get what your neighbor has. The dope, like, that Maserati. I feel like social media also like helps. Exactly. Like, makes people depressed and stuff a lot of the oh, time. Oh, I mean, no like, doubt, no doubt. It's yeah. something that's yeah. like contributing to that. But, uh, you know, we, we'll figure it out. Hopefully, like I kind of, I mean, I tend to be optimistic as well as I just, yeah, I feel like I have to be. <laughs> you kind of have to be, right? Go, yeah, it's it's definitely like, going to take a turn for the worst. What else is? What I mean, it's it's just illogical ultimately too to to even hold the negative viewpoint in a way. Just, yeah. Even if you're if you're fatalistic about it, or whatever, it's just you might as well still be an optimist about it because. Either yeah, or. What's, what's the other option? Yeah, yeah. The other option is to feel shitty about it. So. Uh, probably not a great idea to go with that one that would just make you depressed right away <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i don't know it's fascinating a fascinating time dude i wonder how like it's all gonna pan out and if we're already what, what that balance is gonna look like if we're gonna take this more adaptive approach if we're gonna become more like the plants maybe like these plants like become even more ubiquitous and more prominent and used amongst like the next generations and people yeah. get more into these ideas and they get more into like the spirituality and the oneness. And then we're living like the avatars and fucking <laughs> in that movie. Hopefully. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, well uh, the fact that like people don't take psychedelics and stuff is because it, well, this is obviously a theory. It's because it does affect the economy. Oh, yeah. People just decide that they don't want to work their asses off and retire early or get to 60 and buy a nice house and go traveling. When people just realize they want to just enjoy the moment in front of them. Mm. It doesn't really help making money for the country, does it? Yeah. So when when it gets to a point where you don't need to make money for the country, it's a good place to turn because you will be happy <laughs> in, the, in the steps that you realize you don't need anything else. Yeah, yeah. If you're getting your, you're getting your money to live, taking hallucinogenics to realize that you just have to enjoy what's in front of you. <laughs> sounds like sounds like all right world to me. <laughs> hey, 
hey man, but what about uh, the new iPhone and shit? You <laughs> true, need that, true. dude. How else are you going to be on top? Yeah, oh, this dude, is why yeah, I like people that this are is against like, drugs and then they can just work and keep the government going. Yeah. We'll have a good time. <laughs> keep the government. Yeah, dude. Well, they're going to they're gonna rope as many of you guys into into the the worst kind of jobs too is the oh, other thing like true. or they're gonna i don't know like it's weird it's there are opposing forces it feels like in, yeah. in some way but they are converging because i think even like the, the 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 most brilliant minds right now of our age they understand these things yeah and, definitely and like uh i think it's important to revere those people but not to demonize it's tough though it's so tough dude i don't know what i'm saying but because you can't have people that There, there is like this component of human nature that you yeah, that need thrives to for more. Like yeah. we're not, we're never content. Are we? Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, we thrive thing... to get more and more things. Yeah, yeah. It's like what that's what we're programmed to do, yeah. right? It's like so we need to sort of find a way to get that, get rid of that idea. Yeah. Or do I mean, or is that something we don't want to get rid of? You know, but is you there know, something like I feel like we're well, getting like, to the point once now. We, what, like let's say we, we work on the environment, we work on connecting with each other. If we reach we can't necessarily reach like a utopian state yeah. maybe. Right. Or even if we get to like what, what you might think is like the best thing you could come up with in your head, then what, then yeah. what do we focus well, on? Again, right? we for oh, do we not have it? Do we, yeah. Like what yeah, are we going to do? We go explore the universe. We just embrace our sense of adventure. I think that's like something that, you know, a lot of people are still interested in and maybe we'll get like yeah, more, uh, more into the astro. Did you see the Elon Musk podcast? With Joe Rogan, I did. One of when, my when he was talking about that, so I thought, I thought this guy's given up on humanity. Yeah, he, looked, he looked like he's ready. He's ready just for the toweling. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. sees it's coming, and he's he's trying to tell people that's it. He's had enough. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's spooky. He's like terrified of so many things, but he also is just making the world so much better. In what ways do you mean? Like, or what ways he's just like all the technology I mean, and yeah, he, stuff that he's developing right now. Yeah, I know. He knows, he knows it's coming, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, man. Yeah. He's ter- He's he's really scared of the AI, right? Yeah, very. That future, that matrix life. You know what's crazy, though, is you were talking about how you have to be optimistic earlier. Mm-hmm. But I remember in that podcast, he is like the exact yeah, opposite. He's, he's not like, optimistic whatsoever. The world is fucked. And... Well, and my, what I mean is, yeah. well, what I mean by that is like, even if you believe that, you might as well. True. You, yeah, even still... if you, you can be rational, I think. I think they're a little bit different is all I'm saying. Even yeah. if you think the world's fucked, that doesn't mean you should feel bad about it. Yeah. yeah or like, you know, you should feel and act in a way that you might as well like try to like live the best life and create the most good for, for you and others as you can anyways, in spite of that. Definitely. But you could still believe. And I think it's not even necessarily an irrational thing to think that like it all comes to a screeching halt somehow. Yeah. But, uh, I, think I don't know. It just seems down. Everyone thinks that anyway. <laughs> yeah, like in the back like, of everyone's head, so they know everything's going to come to an end at I one point. That's like one of the that's fine, like one of the driving points for just that's buy, that's like, what excess, that maybe that's excess. what that 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 drive for more. That's the only yeah. thing it's there for is to keep you going. Probably in yeah. spite of that, right? It's like that. It's so there's always those dualities. It's like they have to give you two pills. You know, the red pill, yeah. and the blue pill. You know, if you don't have if you don't have the drive then you you only have this one choice. You're like, ah, oh, we're fucked anyways. And then life yeah. becomes meaningless. If you don't have yeah. this 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 worry that it's all going to come to an end or like this belief that it might just die, then the drive is kind of useless in a way. You know, like why would you even, I don't even know. Well, that's what, what, what are you striving for if you think that it's already all good? 
let's push just to evolve on it really striving for more yeah. without it then we won't really be here now <laughs> it's the reason we we are what we are so if you take that away what 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 do you have what what do you what are you striving for then do we ever progress past what we are now if you take away the the idea that things will get better yeah we'll evolve yeah we're turn like out sen- of sentient beings this crazy alien creature <laughs> dude i can't wait man like i said we're all gonna be hairless okay yeah <laughs> just yeah. uh super tall like that's the that's the alien classic right yeah eight, true, eight true. nine feet tall just like yeah, 16 ball. more vertebrae Lanky. and like we're, we're just yeah super lanky in fact we barely have bones at that point <laughs> We're like kind of like oh we're just pure worm status, you know, in a way. We regrow like limbs and stuff. Collective or maybe we merged. It's like a nanotechnology and stuff. You're, you know, yeah, we could be bionic. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe that would be good. Well, it's already happening now, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. people like they're getting that good. But then when it when it gets to a point where the bionic stuff's better than the human stuff, then what's stopping people from just swapping it out? So if it, if, we, if it becomes accessible, then why not just swap it out for a better version? Mm. If you know it's going to last you longer, you're going to live longer. If they you're had a better need right now for me, I'd take it. Yeah. But, uh, and then what? Then when you become not human, like, what does that? Yeah, I mean, I know. These are some Homodera, super it? big, big questions that we're not probably going to figure out today. <laughs> I think about that with parkour. Like, if you started getting bionic, that's what I oh, feel yeah, like. Definitely. It's like you can only jump so far until you get your next upgrade and then you can, like, jump another foot further. Oh. Like, oh, it, t- yeah. it takes the fun out of it, doesn't it? Well, I feel like almost that's what we're doing right now. Like, uh, for we're writing the program of parkour. Uh, if yeah. we're if we're gonna download the parkour, the skill into the matrix, into like the robot version of you that you, <laughs> you put your consciousness onto, it's gonna like be this amalgamation of all the video clips and stuff that's ever been put out, <laughs> and like sense. over the next you know few generations of parkour athletes, basically, just download. This it. is like the catalog of of all movements that are possible. So that, cool. you know, that's the contribution, hopefully. Pioneers. So everyone gets to know how to do this dope shit. But then again, like, what's, the, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe you just, that's any, that, well, the avatars all know how to do that, right? Almost. Yeah. They're all just gangster with, with their, their movement. Yeah, do the avatars have like a collective conscious? I, I don't I think, I, don't, I can't I remember can't the remember movie, either. but I think they might. Like, yeah. Might, they, 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 like, they share the spiritual, they're breathing like dust, like little, whatever like they have sex by like touching their hair things yeah yeah they yeah. Get their yeah. cords Crazy. together with yeah. with and they're like is it yeah they have sex that way they do it with the yeah. animals too yeah have sex with like animals that then, really you could put that cord on lots of different shit it's creepy. i want one of those dude i want a tail with a cord on it i want a tail with little phalanges <laughs> <That's terrible>. appendages <laughs> i don't like imagining that you don't you could be quite your fingers It'll be the hand, dude. It'll just be your hand will open up and you'll just you know what that merge makes me think about? What? That skull video you showed us before this. Oh my oh. god, it was savage. <laughs> oh, yeah, we saw some guys get his head ripped off, basically. <laughs> Intense. Yeah. Um Damn, we got real we got real philosophical on this one, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you guys. Yeah, we kept it. I mean, hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the conversation. Uh, is there any big projects you have coming up that we can like point the fans towards or do you no, care do you, really. you, you, anyone I, you want to promote or plug? I sort of dropped off the whole social media yeah and uh, I, I, at one point I don't, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it because sometimes it drives like me personally it makes me worse like mentally worse when mm. I think of because sometimes I go training I think oh god I ain't got a clip and I'm, why, why am I even bothered about that 
Yeah. I'm only going to training because I like enjoying because I like enjoy training. Yeah, yeah. And then I sort of beat yourself up when you're not getting clipped. So, so I just sort of dropped off a bit from the whole Instagram thing. I mean, it's still post, but not religiously. Yeah. So no projects. Nice. No main videos yeah, yeah, or anything. No, if you're not calling to it or called to it, yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Got to do what you want. Are you filming a video of this trip though? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'll put some clips on Instagram, like yeah. of the places that I go, yeah, like yeah. show people the spots and stuff. But yeah, I, I like I like the idea at first of coming to America and filming a big video, and like within the first few days, I was thinking, I don't think I've got got, I've got it in me. Yeah, definitely. I <laughs> just can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I think yeah. uh, you're right not to do it then for sure. <laughs> um. Tight, dude. Well, it was really good having you. It was Thanks, really man. dope talking to you. I'm glad could we get to there. discuss some of this stuff. I want to talk. I want to hear about your ayahuasca trip. Oh, yeah. I want to hear about, like, <laughs> <Come back. laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Let me know how the, uh, I mean, damn. I mean, I definitely want to hit up those Peruvian yeah, shamans definitely. as well one day. Well, you know, in like six months' time when I post a picture on, on Facebook and I'm still in the rainforest. You just woke well, living amongst leaves, the trees. leaves. Yeah, you're you just. Know, <laughs> he's, he's, found, he's found something serious going down there. <laughs> <laughs> he's there for good. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just never come back. Maybe. Yeah, living amongst the off, trees, off the grid. You could just become a monk or something. Yeah, do you know I actually really wanted to do that? Not really? become a monk, but like spend yeah. like two, three months volunteering at a monastery, like a Buddhist monastery. Yeah, I just like the idea of, I don't know, like the meditating, the stillness. The I want to just learn the, like yeah. the ins and the outs of. I mean, it's like the, all these ancient traditions that have been going on. There's obviously mm. some value to them. I don't want to carry all this this yeah. time. Seems like a pretty relaxed life, honestly. So that might be one of the next trips. Yeah. Like three months in a Buddhist Yeah, there's so much to temple. explore in the other direction, right? Yeah. Like Instagram is like this new thing, but like you said, like maybe you're better served just doing something yeah. that's more old school. There's so much, like there's literally thousands of years of history of cool things that you can learn about and explore yeah. that uh, have at least been time tested a little bit more than... That's what point I'm at, I think, at the minute. Yeah. Just traveling, mm. experience some sort of like deep spiritual stuff not that i'm a spiritual person <laughs> but i mean like the idea of experiencing some of it or at least, at least just knowing what it's about yeah so we'll see how it goes all right boys all right thanks for joining man <laughs> thanks no worries. get get your spiritual journeys on out there <laughs> listeners dive into something go that's the challenge for the week <laughs> go learn go learn about your fucking history and shit I feel like people watch it who are you he's a hippie yeah yeah he's a hippie. Hey, we're all gonna become hippies dude we're all gonna get hippie it'll be Welcome called hip drop after this um much love brothers i'll see, see you guys soon thank you yeah.